Welcome to the Coin Up Cowboys, the podcast where four guys explore the absurdities of everyday life, sharing our entertaining experience and insights on a variety of topics. Hello, Coinopians. This week, Chris shares a special message about focusing your goals using the Vikings underdog win against all the odds. But why does Steven envision a world without toilets being better than a world without electricity? Hmm. We'll find out. But first, Angel shares his wisdom with his word of the day, confidence, where he starts a cowboy staple of yes and. But does Steven prefer licking tentacles from the tip or the base? Oh, that's gross. Stay tuned. Anyway, drop us a line if you want your comments and mail heard on air. Our email address is coinopcowboyspod at gmail.com. That is coinopcowboyspod at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, follow, and rate us. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your favorite entertainment. We release a new episode every week, so go take a listen to past episodes and get all caught up because you deserve it. Now, I'm switching over to the main stage. Ryan and Steven. (laughs) They're dancing like they just don't care, and Chris is squinting per usual. Let's hop on over and join the conversation. All right. And we're recording. Don't worry about uh, noise. I can always just remove it. You sure about that, Angel? Sure about that? Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on uh, on such a lovely evening such as this one. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, get things kicked off and started. What up, cowboys? Wranglers. Cowpoke. Every time you say cowpoke, it makes me think of people who might stick their wiener inside cows. Cowpokers. What? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you and I are on the same <laughs> same lingo there. I thought that was a real angel move. What's that game, yeah. Boulder Dash, where the one person has a little buzzer and you get and you got to make the other person say the word? Dude, we could tag team that. What the fuck? All right, gentlemen, we're going to introduce you in order, in the order you appear on the screen. And it's the most perfect order. I don't know if you're aware that it's very perfect. Just the way you guys appear. On the screen. So, what we're going to do is I'm going to say your name. And then you are going to say your name. You're going to give a brief introduction. And then answer the following question. And that question is this. Describe the perfect pizza that matches your personality. Describe the perfect pizza that matches your personality. We're going to start with the first person, Ryan. The perfect pizza to describe my personality. Yes. But say your name. It, and my welcome. name is Ryan. And your welcome. favorite cowboy. You know, what's up, cowboys, coinopians? You're my boys and girls. I'll always here for you. No matter what you need, you reach out to me. And I got you. Rain or shine, cold or hot, wet or fire, I got you. <laughs> the perfect pizza to describe my personality would be you take a piece of bite of that pizza, and it ends world hunger because I'm generous. That's the stupidest answer I've ever heard in my life. Fuck you, Steven. It's my answer. <laughs> you over, you way overthought it, and you went full on Miss Universe with this damn thing. He's at like, you know, Ryan. If you wanted to describe you in a pizza, it's light cheese and light tomato sauce because you're boring. Excuse me, Steven. Did Angel call upon you? Listen. Was it your time? You did it. I'm adding my commentary. It's what the world wants. Your pizza, your pizza, Stephen, would be trash. It would always be vomiting and sniffling and sneezing because you're always sick. Be a sick pizza. Do I sound sick right now, boy? 
Say it to my fucking face. Yeah, give, Say it to my fucking face, give bitch. Give it about 10 minutes and you'll be hacking Bleh. all the cats in here. <laughs> <laughs> so would, would Dayquil be a topping on Steven's pizza? No. Maybe some Theraflu? Listen, listen. I'll get to my pizza. And then after I say it, you can comment. It's allowed. I'm not going to silence you like this fascist over here, Ryan. Fucking fascist. Well, let me let me reset because Steven's so upset about my generosity. I think the audience the is upset. He's the audience is upset about your greedy. answer. It's stupid. Steven is greedy. He's greedy. Yes. That's why your briefcase in the attic went empty because because God <laughs> is uh, you're not deserving of this million dollars because you're just going to blow it on hookers and and poker. Don't throw stones. So my. My perfect pizza to describe me would be a large pizza, normal cheese, pepperoni, jalapenos, and olives. You can think about why it's perfect for me. Because Steven's rude. I'm not going to explain it. Wow. You're robbing the audience of a... Explanation. Whoa, 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 whoa. And it's got to be like um, it's got to be like a medium crust. I don't like that thin crust shit. So a Neapolitan. I don't like that paper thin pizza. Neapolitan's an ice cream. No, Neapolitan's a shitty Neapolitan's one. Neapolitan's a style of pizza. It's the classic the like Domino's pizza. type style pizza. No, you're thinking of no, margarita. Domino's isn't Neapolitan. Yeah. You don't know pizza. I watch a lot of Barstool. I know my pizzas. Neapolitan has that bigger the bigger crust on the outsides. Is that where that guy rates the pizzas with one yeah. bite? And you used to work for a pizza shop. Who the fuck is smashing their keyboard? <laughs> but why does he have to buy the whole pizza just to take one bite? Just to upset? No, because he wants to give money to the establishment. It's mostly a, like, I'm going to rate your pizza. About 2 million people are going to see me review this. If it goes well, you're going to get a fuck ton of business. And if it goes bad, I'm sorry. You should make better pizza. I don't give a fuck. He is passionate about his pizza, and he's pretty hard critic, too. But he really likes thin and crispy, a little char on it. So, like, I don't know if that's everyone's style. I don't like the thin and crispy. I like a nice a nice medium crust mm. in there to dip into my ranch dressing, you know? Okay, Ryan. All right, Ryan. God damn it. Who is smashing that Chris keyboard? <laughs> I don't know why that pizza describes you, but maybe it's a mystery just like you. You're such a mysterious person. We don't know. I so am. that pizza, why does it explain Ryan? I don't know. It's the beauty in it. Right, we can't have Chris smashing this keyboard. I love it. It's going to come through great on the podcast. <laughs> is, is it because my microphone is like so up or what? I'm like barely tapping this. I don't know. But all I hear is clack, 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 All right, Ryan, thank you so much for your pizza. Uh, we'll let the audience mull that one over. Next up with their pizza personality is uh, Chris. All right, what up, Wranglers? You're in for a fantastic episode this evening. It's your boy, Chris. Um, some people also call me Socrats. And uh, we're coming to you live tonight. So, perfect pizza. Uh, first thing about perfect pizza is you keep it simple. Good guy. I got three toppings. I got pepperoni, because I like to please the masses. I got bell peppers. Because jalapenos are a little spicy. I want a little spice, not a lot of spice. Just a little right about a spice in life. And then olives to keep it classy. Mm. All served up. Doesn't pie. describe you. All served up. And Can delivered. we describe other people in a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hear it, Stephen. First of all, Chris, you're more of a salami guy, you know, and not a pepperoni guy. You know, you're salami. You know, it's directly correlating to nipple size. And then <laughs> second, <laughs> Damn, dude. second, 
His pizza ain't got no jalapenos. They ain't got bell peppers on it. That motherfucker ain't spicy for shit. Chris doesn't have attitude whatsoever. He don't get no spice. There aren't even a crushed red pepper on that thing. He's got Parmesan cheese all over that fucker. And lastly, to describe Chris, he's going to have a hearty Canadian bacon because he's a rugged man who likes to hunt. He hunts Canadian geese and deer, and he's not going to settle for a little bacon or ham. Not, no farm animal. No, it's going to be a Canadian bacon, something real different. Damn. Well, how you bring up that? The, that was how good. you bring up the Canadian bacon, Stephen? It is very disappointing that, that Chris didn't say, like, thinly sliced deer meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we missed the opportunity there. <laughs> that was good. That was good, Stephen. You, you know, you if, if right. you could describe me throughout my own life, that'd be fantastic. Maybe you could write my <laughs> memoirs. I'll be the narrator. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Chris, for your pizza personality. Next up, we're going to go to the one and only Esteban. Okay. So I'm going to try my best to describe myself accurately, which I feel like it's got a good dose of panic in it. So it's going to be a pizza from a very sketchy location. That you're a little <laughs> you're a little afraid to eat. Okay. And then this pizza, it's most likely going to give you diarrhea. So it's a very spicy, greasy pizza. Lots of cheese on it. And... Uh, got pineapple on it too because those who know me know i'm a little sweet sometimes oh, so fucking sweet yeah okay. yeah and it has big old fat sausage on it because my big old <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right just that was so good yeah, that's me and a pizza <laughs> that's, that sounds great thank mm. you deep dish baby deep dish yeah what do you think of this pizza, Ryan? Very disappointing. <laughs> what? One. What do you Why? want it to have poop on it? Well, considering that the pizza is coming from you, the the bottom of the pizza should be spicy because, <laughs> like, your spicy butthole, and there should also be like <laughs> grease constantly dripping out of it, like your leaky butthole. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you? Uh, how do you? I want to know how to get the bottom spicy. What would you do to make the bottom of the pizza spicy? I mean, before I made it, I would just rub the pizza with like a spicy olive oil. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Respect. No. I feel like Ryan's is a good, uh, it's a good <laughs> representation of me. It's good, <laughs> but overall, it's like a pretty, it's a pretty good pizza, right, guys? It's a pretty good pizza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all right. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Send it around your <laughs> asshole. All right, all right, guys. I'll round it out with, uh, you know, it's my favorite pizza. It's a cheese with extra cheese. Yeah. Okay. Is you colony? Yeah. What? Because huh? he's like not he's lactose intolerant. Yeah, I don't shit when I eat cheese, and I like. I don't shit either. I get constipated for weeks. Oh. Hey, I don't so get that problem either. How how would you feel about the extra cheese being nacho cheese poured over your pizza? This sounds disgusting. <laughs> Wasn't talking to you, Ryan. <laughs> Pipe down. No. Yeah, nacho My pizza cheese sounds would have really good. Tootsie rolls and junior mints on it. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, I'm gonna grab more water while you spin this fucking wheel. Nice. Wait, I got, but I got a bone to pick. I got stuff to say too. Yeah, the masses <laughs> need done, to hear it. We got, we, we got to wait are, for him to are, come back. Are we, got, we done talking about pizza? Yeah, we're done talking about pizza. Thank you so much, uh, everyone, for participating. Uh, I guess we're going moving on to bones. Well, before we pick some bones, I have a, I have a listener comment. What? Yes. Ooh, good feedback. I met a Quinopian in person a few days ago. One of our female listeners, you know how we respect our female listeners, you know, and they rated our audio quality, Angel. Oh, by Cowboy. Well, how, how did it? How did it go? They told us who has the best audio. This guy. Who has good audio? 
And who has bad audio? Hmm. Now, Angel, you were, were rated as having by far the best audio on the podcast. Thank you so much. By far. Thank you. Congrat- Thank you, listener. Thank you, Ryan. Congratulations. Yes. You know, I was you- told that uh, Steven and myself have equal <laughs> equal audio qualities. Very respectable. It's <laughs> good audio quality, but not not as good as Angel's. And then I was told that Chris has dog shit audio quality. No! Oh, shit. For some reason, Angels is just crystal fucking clear. (laughs) And everybody else on the podcast sounds like they're in a fucking tin can. (laughs) I think he's sabotaging us. Uh, Must be. But but they asked if Chris could please get a real microphone. That's a solid. <laughs> solid. Now, now, in in my defense, was that uh, did they say was that from the earlier episodes or the recent episodes? Because I know it's from the recent episodes. She just started listening. Oh, they're still bad. And she was on the on the latest episode. She said your audio is shit. Oh no, <laughs> no, I'm doing a disservice to all the coin options out there. All right, hold on, Amazon, right now. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, I appreciate the feedback. We're it's always accurate. open to feedback, and uh, yeah, yeah, very good. You know, all I heard is uh, I have the best audio, and that sounds right. That's right. Appreciate listener feedback, all of you. Every Reach single out. time. Well, yeah, keep sending yeah. those emails to insert email here. I got so I got a question out there. Uh, who all knows what Festivus is? Festivus for the rest of us, right? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I've only found out what Festivus was like three years ago. But as I go through life, I'm realizing less and less people know what it is. And uh, I'm curious, is it something do you think would do uh, the world better or worse? I think ultimately it would do the world worse because everyone would just get butthurt. Yeah, people can't handle uh, (laughs) a non-constructive feedback. Mm -hmm. I think you're right at first, but I think over time it would just become normal and they would get used to it. I think it's socially unacceptable for people to get feedback because their ego's in the way. I like the idea. I just found out about it like two days ago, and I'm on board. Yeah, I've never watched the episode. I've only I've only heard about it on Seinfeld. But I think there's multiple with episodes with Festivus. <gasps> really? There's more than one. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Nice. I believe it's a reoccurring thing. But I do have I do have a bone to pick with a certain cowboy. Oh, which one's it this time? So it's gonna be a certain cowboy that tried to torpedo. The Fantasy Football League. Do, 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 do. So. It's got to be Steven. <laughs> so we have Ryan here. Oh. Came up with this great idea to invite his brother to join his fantasy football team. Yeah, great. Going well. And for those, for those who don't know out there, his brother is the original 49ers fan. There is uh, no one more dedicated, more red-blooded individual than this man. He's also very old, so he's probably born on the same day that the 49ers were founded. (laughs) Makes sense. I can see it. I can see it. Not even a football team. Like, the the 49ers are digging for gold. Ah, yes. Uh, The old Californians, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, so during during the draft, Ryan couldn't make it. So he put it in his brother's hands and said, "Hey, you got to you got to draft the people." And here's my list of people I want you to draft. Yes, I did give him I did give him a select few that I requested. Do, I got none of them. Do you want Do you want a list? Can you list those few that you selected or requested? No, 
secret. No? Oh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, but the, the season's already already underway, so my thought was I wanted to hear if they were good picks. Like, maybe if he did pick them, they would have worked out well. Or maybe they were terrible picks, and you he saved you a bullet there. I think one of them was Goff. Goff? No. Yeah. One of them was Goff. One of them was a player that Steven was whispering about. I was like, hey, pick this one, because I know Steven really wants them. Calvin Ridley? <laughs> No, I don't remember who it was. I think you were. I have Calvin Ridley. Who was it? I think Ryan was requesting uh, uh, Amon Ra St. Brown, the wide receiver. I believe that. so. Yeah. I didn't want him, yeah. Wait, did I say that right? Amon St. Brown? Yeah. Yeah. So You actually said his name right. I know. So I am equally surprised. So that one, <laughs> I think, in your defense, he's like a top eight wide receiver right now. So that actually would have been fantastic to get some talent like that on your team. But for uh, all the listeners out there, can you imagine which people were prioritized and drafted onto Ryan's team? Oh, all 49ers, baby. As many 49ers as they could get their hands on. And Ryan, would you say... <laughs> what? Would you say... What happens when they go on by? On a bye week? They lose. What are you doing? Which just yeah, happened. we lost last week. They just, yeah. they just <laughs> got on by. Yeah. That's retarded. So, Ryan, would you say there was a certain controversial... Uh, 49ers player that was drafted onto your team was it McCaffrey? Nope, he's not controversial. He's he is a demigod oh. among men. Oh, piece of shit, Purdy, overrated Purdy. Oh, the quarterback, right? Yeah, the o- yeah. overrated quarterback. And Ryan has spoken before and after that it was a terrible idea. But you know, mm-hmm. the his brother said, "Look, Purdy's going to be on our team, or this ain't going to be a team anymore." So yeah. a few weeks back. <laughs> so a few weeks back. Ryan had this fantastic idea. This was so the the 49ers were winning back to back. They were like four four wins in a row. And then they they got handed the most miserable looking loss to a backup quarterback on the Cleveland Browns. And as Ryan's brother was calling an Uber to take him to the Golden Gate Bridge so he could jump off, uh, <laughs> Ryan had this fantastic idea and traded away his beloved Brock Purdy quarterback for wow. garbage. I mean, who did you trade for? It was for Goff. It was for Goff. <laughs> so, so the group chat explodes with uproar, and his brother looks at it and freaks out, comes unglued, veins popping out, sweating, seething, and he says, who wants McCaffrey? Send me a kicker. I'll send it to you. And he marches down a road of dismantling the team. And it all started because Ryan couldn't handle it. He said, I need this guy off my team regardless. I think he wanted to do a power move to let his brother know who was running the show. Oh, no. It was purely just a troll. (laughs) (laughs) We find out after the fact that the uh, he sent a trade and another team member had uh, photoshopped it to look like both had approved it when they had not. But for a solid 30 minutes, there was absolute chaos in the league. It was worth the price of admission for the Fantasy Football League alone. It was. I'm glad we could all laugh about it afterwards. But <laughs> at the time, your your brother looked like he was, he was going to lose it. He was going to take two trips <laughs> to the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> But the irony is, Goff has been doing much better than Purdy in terms of fantasy. That is true. You know, so everyone was talking about how shitty of a trade it would have been for us, but in reality, it would have been a great thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and actually, did he get dropped from your team yet? He's pretty close to Who, getting Purdy? dropped. Yeah. No, but he he has he has uh, qualified bench. for our rule. They'll be benched. Mm, there you go. 
There you go. Yeah. So, so that so was I, it. So I am pushing for that. To Is have, your number uh, one rule being tied for last place? Because you suck ass. Fuck you. <laughs> I smell Twinkies in your future, Brian. I didn't do any Twinkies. I didn't make the Twinkie bet. Ah, you share the Twinkie burden. No, I didn't. <laughs> he made Just that like Twinkie bet all his own. <laughs> oh, your teammates. Your teammates. That's funny, but that sounds like a bit of an overreaction. Just to start trading quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Players. Oh yeah, I, uh, I I texted his wife. I'm like, how mad is he? Like, oh. <laughs> Angel, Angel, you don't understand. This is this is like Ryan gave his puppy away. Just came back and said, hey, you know that thing that you like you picked up and you loved for all these years? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's at Seven Eleven right you, now. So he was going full rage mode without ever opening the app to like confirm <laughs> to that this it. was even a reality. Yes. So I had to text him. I'm like. Have you checked the app? He says, no, I'm fucking pissed. I'm like, <laughs> check the app. <laughs> uh, I respect a good troll. When Very Steven cool. was in Italy, just, you know, being bougie and staying out of all the fun. I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> Such a big time difference. All right. Thank you so much, Chris, for your bone. Wait, are you, your bone is with Ryan? Uh, with Ryan? Yeah, it, yes. it, it was, it was uh, I had a bone with Ryan originally because the... Christian McCaffrey was about to get traded to another team for garbage, and the rest of the team was. And I was about to be a sudden loser because uh, I wasn't the guy who got the quick, uh, quick trade in. Roger Dodge. <laughs> yeah, so I was real upset with Ryan, and then when I found out it was a joke, I was like, "Ah, oh, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. that was that was really you, good." Because you did, you did send in a trade request. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for your. Uh... For your bone, I understand that Ryan, you have a bone as well. Ooh. Do I have a bone? I don't think I have a I bone. Know. You said you did. No, no, no. He, he. Uh, did I? He said his thing first. The the feedback from a uh, fellow Colombian oh. about the microphones. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I was paying attention. I was listening. I'm 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 bone free today. Very cool. Happy to hear it. So I guess that would mean. So I could keep this headset. I just need to get an actual microphone and be good. To yeah, go. you see my headset? Does it yeah. look familiar? It looks. It looks exactly like mine. You just pulled it out. It is the, exactly like. Is it exactly nice. Yeah. All right, there you go. It's for the fans. For the fans. Yeah, sure makes a good mic. So I mean, what uh, what kind of dollars are we talking about? Like, what's a good what's a good budget here? Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars, good. Thirty five. Thirty five. Got it. We or we, we got to go with the with the four hundred dollar one. That's that's yeah. What, You'll sound extra crisp. That'd be a great investment, Chris. I like it. I like sounding extra crisp. That's that's a good good extra to be. All right. Hey, Angel. Angel. What? I had a quick comment to make before we move on. Oh shit. What? Do you realize? Look at the look at your look at your computer screen. Are you looking? Yeah. You realize on your computer screen right now, you're looking at not one but two pumpkin carving champions. No way. That's right. Who? Oh. Oh, that's right. I wasn't able to make it. Yes, yes. Well, who who are those winners, Ryan? Steven. I was. Oh, okay. And the world's favorite coin op, uh, coin op cowboy, this guy right here. Oh, wow. That's right, dude. We had a pair of victors over here. Do you want to describe? Do you guys want to describe what you carved? Describe it slowly. Oh, yes. Mine was, mine was inspired by the uh, horror icon Ghost Face. That's what that was? I uh, carved a big old kitty cat grinning. And I was preying on everybody's love for kitty cats, and it worked. Right, <laughs> works every time. Oh, okay. no, very good! Congratulations, guys! It's very exciting. Uh, I didn't under I saw some pictures. I didn't understand if the three towered or the single was first place or third place. But uh, it seems like uh, Ryan, you were first. I was. I was technically like fourth place. 
Oh. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Steve, sure. Steve was the one who came out on top. There you go. But the others, I think Chris won, but he's the, you know, hosting the event. So Steven straight up got first place. I did not beat him. Mine came in second, so he skipped over me. And then I thought Ryan's was third or one more after that, one of the two. Did Tanya have a a pumpkin? Uh, She did. I could, yeah, you're right. I think it was you or her were competing for third. Mm-hmm. Cool. So by default. Yeah, but I, I Ryan did go home with a trophy and other people did not. So take yes. that as you will. To the pile. Very cool, guys. Very cool. I'm sorry I wasn't able to make it. And it uh, looks like, uh, or it sounds like I missed a really fun party. So congratulations, guys. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and share the wheel. Yes, by the way, wheel. before oh, the wheel. Oh, 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 here we go. Oh, God. It's related to the pumpkins. It's not juicy goss poop story or bone i hope you pooped in the pumpkin chris's was <laughs> chris's was technically better than everybody else's yours was the really detailed one right chris the scarecrow yeah but, yeah. but like oh. i said i like that like i said to chris it, it lacked charm it, you know it was very yeah. it was very like you know commercial you know I, people don't like that people want to see the wonky jack-o'-lantern bro you know steven is 100 percent correct i realized uh it's actually the very first the very first year we ever had the pumpkin carving contest i freehanded it just like a spooky face and i got dead last like zero votes <laughs> like i probably could have gotten negative votes and i was so like disappointed because i was like man that was a good one i thought i you know I, I thought i did really well and after that i say you know what never again Never again. So from there on out, I said, I'm going to research my audience. I'm going to get a good stencil. I'm going to go for there. The very next year, uh, Game of Thrones was hot and heavy, and I I bought a stencil for the Night King. Yeah, that was a good one. And it was the the most glorious jack-o'-lantern I had ever scored. I got all the points. There wasn't even a second place. You bought? (laughs) Purchased the stencil? Yeah, for $2. You can just download a stencil from the internet? On Pinterest. Uh, Maybe I could have. Um, I didn't look super hard, but the one I found, it was two bucks, and it was like a really clean, easy one. You know, I don't know. It worked out. I, I got I got first place, so it didn't matter. Actually, I think I got it like right here. Yeah, baby. Hey! Oh, wow! Ah, it lights up. That's so cool. Very good. So you're wearing Sony headsets, huh? I like how the color change. It looks. It makes Steven's ears look cool. Right. Yeah, these are Sony's right here. Oh, pretty cool. Really yeah. fancy. Yeah. Where's the razor? They died. What? Like, as soon as we started, it said, battery <laughs> low. And it went, pew! <laughs> I was, uh, you know, uh, this whole time I was starting, I was like, why does Ryan look different? Actually, you started with a different set, uh, it's a different headset, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and share that right. wheel. Spin your fucking wheel. Here we go. Can you guys see it? Yeah, baby. And let's go. Spinning. Who's it going to be? It's going to be fucking Chris. It's yeah, it is. Chris. It's Chris. Oh, so, oh, oh. Angel. Oh, 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 oh. It's uh, your favorite right, what's, cowboy. What's it going to be this time, uh, Stephen? Uh, it's going to be... Uh, Gaslighting. Uh, gas cans. <laughs> <laughs> Gaslight. That's funny. Yeah. Nailed it. Well, I do have Nailed one it. word to kick my topic off, Ryan. You want to give that another try? What word that is? Mm, it's going to be... Emotional damage. Supremacy. <laughs> Supreme. Supremacy. No. You're, you're going with supremacy? Dis- dyslexia? Okay. Yeah, supremacy. Business ethics. What? Ethics? <laughs> Business ethics. Uh, Crude oil expansion. 
of the 1945 embargo. No. All wrong. How to get rich quick. <laughs> Gas tax. Rich dad, gay dad. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't involve you, Stephen. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to conjure. I'm going to go ahead and just try to conjure a picture in your mm-hmm. mind of the word, okay? So go ahead and close your eyes. Conjure. 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 All right. Ganja. Picture this. You're at an abandoned beach. You're not sure how you arrived, but there you are. The sun is starting to set. The cool evening breeze hits you from behind and provides respite from the day's sun. You close your eyes and welcome the chill. You have no care in the world, and a surge of excitement rushes to the face. And you burst into a smile. You can't help it. As you look around, you see Angel, watching his old friend setting into the Pacific. He looks over at you, and his piercing, blue-eyed gaze disarms you, causing you to collapse. You see him walking towards you. Butterflies begin fluttering faster, and the welling excitement starts again. He stops several feet from where you collapsed on the ground. And you know what? He offers his hand to help you up. It's warm and firm to the touch. You feel a sense of security and start to realize how breedable you start to feel. And as he pulls you in close... The pleasant smell of teakwood and mahogany begins to fill your mind. He pulls your head close to his mouth, and you feel his lips tickle the edges of your ear. (laughs) And with a warm, musical tone, he whispers, The word for today is confidence. I thought you were going (laughs) to say the word for today was homosexual. Yeah, pretty gay. No, I'm not talking about squirrely idiot working up the courage to ask his head cheerleader out on a date. or I'm not talking about the confidence you need to march into your boss's office to demand compensation for the value you bring to the company. Or even the liquid kind. No, sir. I'm talking about the confidence to be yourself and act a fool. You see, fellow cowboys and listeners, I, for the longest time, felt like I had to please others in order to For them to like me, be somebody else. I would stifle certain behaviors because I assume I wouldn't fit in. I was afraid of being judged and ridiculed, being called a weirdo or a fool. And as an adult, I know now, those people didn't recognize my vision. I strive to solve problems through innovation in my everyday life. I have found I have a solid sense of intuition for what works. Especially in technology. But we're not here to talk about my genius. No. Today, I present an exercise that will involve each of you. I find this exercise to be helpful when trying to think outside the box. It gets the creative juices flowing, if you will. It's a game you may have heard of, guys. It's called Yes And. This is where two or more people begin a dialogue, and whatever one person says, the other person must agree and add to the conversation. Now, keep in mind, it does not have to be reality. You're going to pretend to be someone else, and I'll provide that scenario. And we'll go for a few minutes and see where it goes. So, uh, listeners, the boys have no idea what this is happening, and I'm looking at them right now. Some of them look really annoyed. And uh, that's kind of the point of the exercise. Uh, there's Some of us are fucking carving wood over there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? 
<laughs> Looking for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! You ASMR. You can't. You can't type. You can't type because it's too loud. <laughs> so you're looking for a pen. Yes. Right, loudest human being on the planet. <laughs> Dude, I turned. I turned my gain down, and I was like, "You know, I haven't typed in a while. Let me crank it back up." And apparently, <laughs> apparently, you can hear my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Angel. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So again. There's no right or wrong answer. There is just an answer. All you have to do is accept the sentence the other person gives you and add to that conversation. Are there any questions? Is it just like, uh, for example, Stephen's going to say, hey, Chris, how's your day? And I'm going to say, uh, I went to the grocery store. You just continue the conversation. Does not have to be a question. Yes. Got it. It doesn't have to be a question, You, but you do need to agree. Whatever it is, even if during the conversation they switch it up and it's technically wrong, like, for example, you were in Italy and then all of a sudden now you're in Spain. Doesn't matter. Agree. But I have to go with it. Got it. Go with it and then accept it. That's accept. Sorry. Accept it and then add to it. So to kind of... How's the order? Uh, we're going we're to go random. And I've already chosen mm-hmm. random, so it's random to you guys. But, you know, I've thought of this already. And I'm going to kick it off with the one person I know. We'll do an excellent job. Now I see all of you look very nervous. Very nervous. Steven. Yes. You and I are going to have a conversation. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. We're going to start with you and I should definitely buy this old abandoned theater. And we're going to start our own ad agency. Yes. But before we do that, I think it's very important that Ryan gets on board with this as well. I'm very on board with this ad agency and I already have the perfect client that only serves the spiciest, juiciest, and plumpest sausages in the United States of America. I believe Chris really enjoys those sausages as well. Some people call me the sausage king of Chicago. Wow. The sausage king of Chicago? So you rule like center of America, right? You you rule center continent? Do you rule over calzones as well? I rule I rule on everything in between. In between what? Atlantic coast and Pacific coast. Guys, I agree that it's important that Chris likes sausage. And I also agree that it's important that he, we're based out of Chicago. Ryan, appreciate the fact that you uh, are bringing in our first client. But now I think it's important that uh, we hire some talent to market our business. Angel, don't you think some dancing penguins and topless trans women would be a beautiful start to our woke marketing scheme? Yeah, I think I saw them down the road. You know, it's the ones with the big fat tits, right? Yes. I think Ryan was pointing them out this morning on his way to go get some beer. You're muted! (laughs) When I was getting beer, I was talking to the cashier and he said... I really like the way you describe these sausages. You should start an advertising company. I said, geez, boy, I've already started that. Thank you for reaffirming my decisions in life. Chris, are you confident in our decision to market the sausage? You know, the, we, I know this sausage is going to be marketed so well because we have a committee of winners. Do you know what it feels like to be a winner, Ryan? Yeah, I will always win the Oscar Mayer Wiener Awards because I'm a pure winner. That's right. Absolutely. Now, 
The key to me winning are my haircuts. So, Angel, I really need you to go and visit my local Fantastic Sam because your hair needs work. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. And I think I should grow it. I should have them put extensions in so I can get a mullet, just like Steven's. I, I really approve of Steven's mullet. Steven, you have the best mullet. Yeah, I really drew inspiration from that time in the 80s when you were um, smoking a bunch of weed in Jamaica and you had that mullet made out of dreadlocks. You know, it was a little stinky, kind of like Chris Gray's butthole. <laughs> we all agree Chris Gray's butthole is very stinky. Um, his farts are uh, bested by none other. Ryan, I thought I we agreed. I know a little bit about his butthole since we agreed you've been inside not of it so to long. Talk about his butthole anymore, Stephen. He's very sensitive about that because it's always leaking. There's always little brown spots on the bottom of his pants. So we agreed just not to bring it up anymore. Chris, are guys, you still bothered by your leaky butthole? Guys, I will put this to rest. The concept is sometimes I have a leaky butthole, but that is the byproduct of great marketable sausages. Am I right, Angel? That's right. You've got those little brown spots that look like little sausage, sausage bitch that you put on pizza. And that's the perfect ca- uh, campaign to, for, for sausage. Absolutely. And that's time. Are we playing the game right? We are playing the game absolutely <laughs> correct. Very good. Very good. All right. I got another one for you guys. That was very good. Uh, the other one is, and we're going to start with Chris. Chris, this is for you. The Your Yes And is, let's adopt 10 dogs and train them to be a doggy dance troupe. <clears throat> Guys, I got this idea. There's all these dogs in the world, and they got, they're doing nothing. They're sitting around, chasing dogs, chasing, chasing uh, tennis balls, doing whatever, getting into trouble. We should put them to work. And their work should make money for us for not doing work. The first thing we need to do is find dogs and teach them kinetic abilities so we can talk to them. Steven, how do we do it? Great. So um, I know a great kinetic dog trainer down in Tallahassee. And he takes payment with Bitcoin. And if you're willing to go talk to him, I'll charter a private helicopter to take you over uh, – the swamplands and drop you down into his body. How much Bitcoin do we have on hand? Physically. I believe Ryan is the one that is holding our Bitcoin. I do have all the Bitcoin. We have about $10 worth of Bitcoin, which if we do right, we could sell to some stupid person for a couple thousand dollars. The problem is I'm not allowed in Tallahassee. I'm wanted there because one mm. time I pooped in a shower there and they <laughs> found me. So, Angel, right. So, how can you get our... me into Tallahassee? Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do, yeah. friend. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna change your name and we're gonna change your appearance. You're gonna be one of those Colorado trans women with big tits, okay? And you're gonna sneak in there and you're gonna swindle the the, the chief of police. And uh, that's that's how you're gonna get in. That's how you're gonna get in. Man, are you talking? You talking about the ones in that penguin dancing ad for that sausage company out of Chicago? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm yeah, talking about the big hot. dick boys. Do you know the Sausage King yeah. of Chicago? Right. I heard he has brown stuff on his pants. Ate <laughs> <laughs> too much sausage. I have also heard that. <laughs> Great marketing campaign, though. I think this is a good plan to get me into Tallahassee, Angel. I, I really respect that. Now, I, I only want the finest dogs. They need that, the finest fur, but like real curly-like, but still soft. Where can we get these dogs, Chris? Well, you are right. Curly, soft dogs. Way more excitable than the non-curly, soft kind. So 
I'm thinking we should go where all great dogs live, and that would be Mexico. Do we have any contacts in Mexico, Angel? Absolutely. We have Jose Cortez and Cortez Jose. They run Jose Cortez, Cortez Jose, dog aficionado. Are they brothers? No, they're not related. Hmm. But they are cousins, which technically makes them related. So, yes, they are related. You know, I, I feel like there's a marketing opportunity in there. We should probably let them know that we know a good marketing team. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's time. So, Go ahead. Steven, were you going to add to it? Nothing. No, go ahead. <laughs> no. If, I mean, if it's fucking pants. I was really? just, uh, yeah. If it's stupid, yeah, I can good. cut it out. No, no, I, I forgot. Is that a tissue roll? No. Good. Is that a cough drop? Are you sick? No. It's a cough drop. He's fucking sick again. No, I'm not. I was sick last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, very good. And this this one will go for a little longer because I, I realize it's they're kind of short. I had it for like three minutes. Yeah, we were going for three minutes on both, and this will be the last one. There's a third one? There's a third, and it'll be the final. Now that we're all warmed up. Now that you're all warmed up. I need you at the top of your game. So, okay, gentlemen, here's your scenario. And we're going to start with... I started with Steven, and then Chris. We're going to start with Ryan. Ryan. Yes. Let's write a book about our adventures... But as if they happened in a parallel universe. Sounds like a great idea, Angel. Now, if I was to write about myself in a parallel universe, I think I would still live in California. I'd still be in sales. I'd still be with my lady. I'd still live in Huntington Beach. I'd live in a parallel universe. Everything would still be exactly the same, ironically. What about you, Stephen? Yeah. I, I, yeah, this is a great idea, guys, but do you think it's an appropriate conversation to have during a rape trial? I think <laughs> the more important thing here is, did Ryan sodomize Christopher with his sausage from Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the evidence is all there. There was brown spots on the pants. There was blood on you the know, floor. You know, it, it, Angel, there's the evidence lacking. Steven, you know, we're not supposed to talk about it in the crowded train station. Okay, <laughs> we're limited by, by confidentiality of the court. But I agree, mm. I agree, absolutely. I, agree. I, think, I think it's a very sticky case with honey and mustard and ranch. A lot of ranch, there was a lot of ranch, wasn't there, Chris? There, there was. You, you know, it was, it was weird. Uh, Ryan and I were talking about great ideas. It started with, let's get some sausage and cook that up with some, some tasty bits on there, and it was fantastic. But then we started talking about other great ideas, like when you trade away Tyreek Hill for absolute garbage like Kirk Cousins. And Ryan was like, it was a fantastic idea. But the thing was, everyone agreed. It was so good. And then we said, we should come up with a third great idea. And the next thing we know, Ryan and I started getting down. It was real smooth. Is, is that sound about right, Ryan? That's right. And the ranch dressing cleans up stains. It's the number one stain remover in the country. Didn't you know that? Mm, it's on sale also. It's always on sale. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. The, the finest store-bought ranch dressing is Ken's Ranch Dressing. What's your preferred one, Steven? I agree that Ken's Ranch is second to none in the bottle dial. But to be honest with you, Ryan... After trying homemade ranch, I don't think I can fuck with bottle ranch anymore. Have you ever tried homemade ranch, Chris? And why is it the number one? Oh, boy. It is the most darn tootin', down-home, southern-living country folk love it all the time. You know what goes really great? So you have all those folks that go down the cereal aisle, and they see all these different cereals, Fruity Pebbles, 
Cheerios, Frosted Flakes. But they have it all wrong. You want to know what the proper cereal is? Fritos and ranch dressing. I, I was eating it. Angel was eating it. He was enjoying it. He was telling me about it. Angel, how did you come to the conclusion that that was a proper balanced breakfast? You know, when you start eating it in the proper way, you know, for thousands and thousands of years, a lot of people used to use the mouth. But if you use the urethra, start shoving food in urethra, mm. it digests much better. It's absorbed by the body quicker. And you start to, you know, grow tentacles like our neighbors. Now, my tentacles aren't the biggest, you know? They're kind of floppy and thin and weird. But, you know, Ryan, I hear your tentacles are, are nice and firm and hard yes. and long. Yes, I work them out on the daily and make sure they, uh, they're flexible. And they also got girth to them. You really right. need the, the trick to tentacles is girth. Everybody <laughs> loves a girthy tentacle. What is your right, workout? Chris? What is what is your workout routine for such a girthy tentacle that everyone loves? Well, I grab that machine. You know the leg machine where you you push the bar up with your leg. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wrap my tentacles around that and use it like a like a, like it's doing curls with the tentacles. Mm. So I heard. Correct me if I'm wrong, because. You know, I want to be correct on this, but after you build substantial girth, you can actually hang a weight from your tentacle and stretch it out over a course of a week and elongate it. So not only do you have a girthy, hard tentacle, but you have the length to hit all the spots that you want to hit. You're, Is that true, right? You're, you're correct, Stephen, but you're missing one key uh, ingredient to this tentacle uh, uh, conditioning. You have to, at the end of your exercise, you have to go into the sauna, and you have to touch tentacles with the other men, right? Because then they absorb nutrients through each other. It's like osmosis. So you really got to touch tentacles. Do you touch your tentacles, Chris, with other tentacles? I, you know, it's funny when when you say, "Do I touch tentacles?" Yes, but your guys' conversation sounds like you only have one tentacle. I mean, I, I have, I have. Fourteen. How many tentacles do you have? I have two girthy tentacles. It's all about the girth, not the number of tentacles, Chris. That's where you're wrong. You should I really stopped. like to focus on one. You know, I feel like ah, you get eight, ten, fourteen tentacles. You, you start losing track, and you're not really getting the most bang. You have the one. Get the one tentacle. You really focus on the sensations around every square inch of that tentacle. You really massage it, and you really take care of it. It's just. My preferred method, but man, I am just so happy for you, Chris. Your 14 tentacles sounds so good. Angel, when you lick tentacles, well, you stop at, start at the base or you start at the tip and work your way down? You know, that's a good question. All the feeling is under where the suction cups are. So you have to start mm. at the base where the bigger ones are and you get to the tip of them. Now, my favorite, uh, my favorite kind of tentacles are when four of them, actually, you get them twisted in a corkscrew. You know, you get the most surface area. It's a volume ratio, and it's known to improve your your sleep after having a good looking because of the toxins that are released. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, good question, Stephen. Now, let me ask you: How do you lick your tentacles? Well, seeing as though my uh, ribs and cartilage have been removed in order to make room for more tentacles, I am able to contort my body in such a way that I am able to engulf every last tentacle into my soupy mouth where my toxic saliva breaks down the enzymes that are secreted from such suction cups. And then I like to swallow it. And I do it all on video for my only fans account that 
I know Chris Gray and Ryan are subscribed to for thirty nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, yeah. I am, but it's purely for research. Because I, I, I need to know how I can make my OnlyFans account, but I'm going to charge seventy nine ninety nine because my tentacles are a premium product. True. That's why I got in on the ground floor because I knew bigger and better tentacles are coming <laughs> and I got to make my money before I get outshined. Have you ever <laughs> thought of starting a OnlyFans tentacles uh, corporate enterprise, like a competing uh, website for OnlyFans? Could we call it only tentacles and nice feet. Mm. Ah, that sounds like a great idea, Chris. But I knew this guy Angel has great marketing ideas. We should talk to him. Yeah, actually, He's I the can king get of you. marketing sausage. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I know the king of sausage over in Colorado. No, it's, yeah, I could get you into a dog person. You know, dog breeder from named uh, Jose Cortez Cortez Jose. Not related, but they are related, but they're not. And uh, they can they can help you out if you want to market your OnlyFans. Only tentacles. Only tentacles. Oh, yeah. You want to go to Panama. You want to go to Panama where where Julio is. Julio the tentacle queen. There's less regulations. Less. less much less. Especially through that canal. Mm-hmm. You know? That's where the loophole is. Right. And uh, time. I think you guys did very well. I like the twist you gave, Stephen, and and your, your, your thoughts were very clear, Ryan and Chris. That was... Uh, very good. Man, I feel like Steven was on point pitching random ideas in different directions. Just like, okay, we're going to go in this direction now, everybody. And just kind of, okay, here you go. Have fun with that. It was good. Good job, Steven. Yeah. Went to it. Something I heard about improv was that you always, well, it, the prompt is to always agree and move forward with it. But I heard that's like the golden rule of improv is to never shut down someone's idea. Yeah. Because it doesn't lead to like good imagination or good like thought building at all. Like it's always good to agree and like embrace the idea. When it, when I was in high school, I was actually on a comedy sports team that was uh, improv. Go go figure. And I did that for a year or two, and it was just we would watch whose line is it anyway, and then we'd kind of like try some skits and stuff. And my personal favorite was one called New Choice. So you would just have people carrying out a scene. And whenever they said, okay, all right, let's uh, reach into the bag and grab the hammer, the the uh, the the director person, uh, whatever, the, the host, he would he would go, ant, new choice. And you'd say, oh, I reach into the bag and I grab a screwdriver, ant, new choice. I reach into the grab and I pull out a flaming sword of truthfulness. And then, that's, and then he stops and that's the one you're in with. There you go. Yeah. And you, that's, that's a very good exercise. And you're absolutely right, Stephen. I, I fooled you. Ha! Got you to do an improv exercise. That was the whole thing. But it's all about being confident in yourself and just saying yes, exactly what's and... on your mind and not being afraid of being judged. <laughs> right. Because nobody was... I don't think anybody was fooled that that was an improv exercise. I think they were. <laughs> there was, But there was nothing that the alternate universe where there was a good trade for Tyreek Hill? I believe that. Jalen Waddle has outperformed Tyreek Hill since that trade. Uh, so. Just to shit boo. on our faces. All right. Well, that's all I've got to say about that. All I've got to say about that. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much for participating. We're going to go ahead and pick up that picker wheel. Spin your fucking wheel. Oh, yes, sir. Say it slower. It's going to be Chris. It's always Chris. It's always Christopher. Here we go. It's spinning. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it, Here we what go. All right, Wranglers. 
you are in for a treat. Because tonight, we are going to talk about another episode of Decisions Are Made. Are Made. Whoa. Hey, uh, Cowboys. Have you guys ever made a tough decision? Every nope. uh, every Thursday. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell. Taco. Taco. Referring to doing the podcast. So, have you guys uh, have you guys ever had a situation where you had to make multiple quick decisions in a row? Would you say are you a quick decision maker or a not so quick decision maker? Pretty good at quick decisions. I'm very good at quick decisions under immense amount of pressure. Nice. Who of the Cowboys do you think can make the quickest decisions? Ryan. I would agree with Ryan. I think so, too. So let's put it to the test. <laughs> oh. So. Let's fucking go. What I have here in my hand is a uh, what if quiz. Now, the trick here that I think is going to work beautifully is actually we're going to do it with each one of the Cowboys. Um, what we're going to do is I'm going to select one of the Cowboys. We are going to do this quick quiz. You're going to be presented with two options, and you need to pick one. Now, what's going to happen is uh, we're going to do each Cowboy individually, and I think the other two Cowboys, like, turn your headset off for the moment because I'm going to use the same questions. Um, but I'm going to say you want to answer the, the questions truthfully, the one that you, truly, that you truly like. But the other half is you will get bonus points because I'm going to be timing to see who can answer all their questions the fastest. All right? All right? What did you say I turned my headset off? I thought you told me to turn my headset off. Oh, gotcha. Did you hear anything? Nope. All right, cool. All right, so so what we're going to do here is I'm going to do Angel first. I got 10 questions here in front of me, Angel. So here in a minute, the other Cowboys are going to hop off. Um, and what's going to happen is I'm going to let you know when we say go. I'm going to start the timer. We're going to run through these 10. And then other Cowboys, I'm going to go ahead and wave to you so you know to come back on. We're going to do Angel, Ryan, Steven as you appear on my screen. Angel, Ryan, Steven. All right. Let's do this, Angel. Let me go ahead Woo! and share my stopwatch, which is right here. Share. Okay. Angel, are you I ready? I can see your screen. Ready as I'll ever be. Is it? Uh, oh, okay, it's just the timer. Yeah, just the timer, right? Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, so Angel, so the way this is going to work is I'm going to try and read these as absolute fast as possible because I'm trying to help you beat the timer. Okay, so oh, we're gonna it, baby. we're gonna race through it, and you just boom, boom, boom. There's about ten of them, and we'll get to the end. Okay, you ready? I'll I only make right decisions. Let's go. All right, that sounds good. All right, here we go. Uh, we'll go ahead and hit start when I get the first question out. All right, would you rather fly or be invisible? Fly. Excuse me, I burp. Fly. Okay. <laughs> uh, would you rather have a personal robot assistant or a talking animal companion? Talk, talking robot. Okay. Uh, live without plumbing or live without electricity? Live without electricity. Uh, world without war or war without poverty? War without... World war. without war or world without poverty? War. War. Uh, talk to your past self or your future self? Future self. Uh, One million now or 500 per day for 20 years? <laughs> now, baby. Okay. Uh, world without internet or world without sex? World without, oh God, the internet. Yeah, world without the internet. Uh, one night in a real haunted house or one week alone in the woods? 
One week alone, one day, one day, one day one in a haunted day. house. Okay, be yeah. the person in the world, uh, be the only person in the world, or get bullied every single day. Uh, be bullied every single day. Okay, and be blind or deaf. Deaf, I'm already deaf, so I don't think that. Deaf. All right, good work, Angel. That was it. That right. was it. One minute, five seconds. He said I got them all right. Solid, solid. All right, let me glance at it. Okay, we got Ryan on. Fantastic, Ryan. Hello. So, Ryan, you can hear me? Hello. Ryan, can you hear me? I can hear you. Fantastic. Okay, so, Ryan, so what I'm going to do is we got 10 questions here. We're going to run through them. It's two options, this or that. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to read them as quickly as possible to help you on the time. Um, we are going to, I'm going to reset here. Uh, we're still sharing this. Great. I'm going to start the timer when I get the first question out. You ready? So I say this or that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say like apples or oranges and then you would say what? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here we go. You ready? Well, Steven's coming back. Oh, I signaled him. No, no, he's good. He's good. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You ready? All right. Would you rather fly or be invisible? Okay. Uh, Would you like a personal robot assistant or a talking animal companion? Talking animal companion. Okay. Uh, Live without plumbing or live without electricity? Without plumbing. Uh, World without war or world without poverty? Uh, World without uh, war. Okay. Uh, Would you rather talk to your past self or future self? Future self. Uh, One million now or 500 per day for 20 years? 500 per day for 20 years. Okay, world without the internet or world without sex? Ooh, without the internet. Okay, uh, one night in our real haunted house or one week alone in the woods? Uh, night in our real haunted house. Okay, be the only person in the world or get bullied every day? Get bullied every day. Okay, be blind or be deaf? Deaf. Woo! That was good work. Man, you're winning right now. Winning, Ryan. Ba-boom. All right, we got Steven coming on. There's no way he already finished. Yeah, dude. He was so fast. Wow. All right. Steven, (laughs) welcome. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Fantastic. So I got 10 questions for you. I'm going to start it after I get the first question out. The questions are basically going to be, would you rather have an apple or an orange? And then you just say the answer. We'll move on to the next one. All right. Orange. Fantastic. Okay. All right. I'm going to start the first question uh, when I get to the end of it. Would you rather fly or be invisible? Invisible. Uh, would you like a personal robot assistant or a talking animal companion? A uh, robot assistant. Uh, live without plumbing or live without electricity? Without plumbing. Uh, world without war or world without poverty? Without poverty. Uh, talk to past self or future self? Future self. Uh, One million now or 500 per day for 20 years? 500 per day. Okay. Uh, world without internet or world without sex? World without internet. Uh, one night in a real haunted house or one week alone in the woods? One week alone in the woods. Uh, be the only person in the world or get bullied every day? Uh, bullied every day. Okay. And be blind or be deaf? Be deaf. Be deaf. All right. There we go. So we can bring everyone back on. <laughs> if you wouldn't talk so long, Chris, my time would be lower. Is that what it was? Is that what it was? Zero. My freaking reaction was. It wasn't so fast. even satisfying because you didn't even look at the TV or the monitor. I saw you putting hentai. Oh, okay. No, yours on yours. Oh, yeah. That's why I closed my eyes the whole time. 
Did Steven beat me? Nope. I have. No. So I wrote Ryan down as 5002 and Steven is 50.58. So Ryan oh, is narrowly. I literally the answered victor. Chris's questions millisecond after he finished. He talked longer. <laughs> no. Nope. I'm going to analyze the tape and I'm going to rec- freaking put a stopwatch on how long you talked, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to get the question out, but I cranked it out. Everyone got the same speed on it. But uh, now let's see what the results were. Because So all the Coinopian fans out there, we want to hear who did the best. Okay, which one of your Cowboys crushed it and which ones did terribly wrong? So we're going to give Ryan bonus points because he finished first. But let's see how it pans out. So question number one, would you rather fly or be invisible? Steven was invisible. Everyone else wanted to fly. Yeah, because Steven's a creepy motherfucker and just wants to spy on everybody for him. It's not even that. You can get invisible is an infinitely better than flying. Go get hit by a fucking plane, you idiot. Go fucking breathe up in that oxygen. Just yeah, don't, don't fly even think too high, through. you dumbass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Become become like the become the world's like freaking. Uh, they're gonna be obsessed with you. You're gonna have no, get no peace and quiet. People, how is he gonna? How is he flying? How is he flying? We need dude, to study gonna, him for science, brother. You're gonna end up on the fucking news, dude. You know how. They're going to be like a mysterious shit puddle <laughs> showed up today in Norwalk. If I learned anything from Harry Potter... Nobody has any clues. Uh, if I learned anything from Harry Potter, being invisible is like the most powerful thing ever. Okay. <laughs> very, well, very well. I could literally win any fight ever Harry if Potter. I was invisible. Oh, yeah. all, I need, all I need is uh, what? Like powdered sugar? Now, now Stephen, could you, could you beat the guy that was flying? Yeah. Well, he'll never find me. Wait for him to land. Nice. That's All right. True. Next question. Uh, we have Ryan was the outlier. Ryan picked the animal companion. Everyone else picked the robot. Ryan, yeah. tell us why. Why the, the animal companion? Is cold and sterile, but uh, you know, a, a, a animal companion. You know, it's, it's true companionship. It's not programmed to like me. It actually truly cares about me, and it's nice. Nice, warm, and cuddly. Which animal would it be? Uh, probably be a tiger. Tiger. Oh, nice. You. Anyways, uh. you know what's great about having a dog? Is it just loves you and it never talks to you. And you don't need to hear like, oh, why do you fucking jerk off every night? Like, oh, like, why do you like <laughs> call your ex every time you're drunk? You know, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, I don't need that. I just need a, a nice dog that loves me unconditionally. You're probably just going to tell you the whole time, fucking feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. <laughs> I wonder if it would get annoying. Like, would it have, it would, would you have annoying. intelligent conversations or would it just tell you what it truly is thinking at that moment? Yeah. You want to go to the park? You want to go to the park? You want to throw my dog? Ball? Play, you want to throw, throw my dog? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dude. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, let's see here. We have, uh, we have Angel would be totally okay without electricity. The other two need their toilets. Let me know what you think. Wait. Uh, I said no. I said I'd rather live without plumbing. Me yeah. too. Oh, I said no. that backwards. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Angel, no electricity. Ryan and Steven, totally fine shitting in a bag. Yeah. 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 Do it I anyways. Don't, 100%. I, I don't need shit everywhere, guys. Have it flush. Have it go away. I need running water. I need clean water. Electricity. What does it do? It just does fucking internet, which is great. But you could go fucking pick up a book, okay? Or fucking talk to somebody. You gotta shit. Everyone poops. Yeah, Enjoy I'm gonna poop in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're gonna have a fucking street full of poop, and then it's gonna go no. down the Ganges, you know? And then you're gonna fucking <laughs> pollute the cows, and you're gonna get fucking bullshit. 
No, no this is how you solve world hunger, because we're all going to shit in holes and bury it. The earth is going to be super fertilized, so our plants are going to grow faster than ever, be extra nutritious, so everyone's going to be fit and healthy, and we still have electricity for heat and entertainment. What about water? Nobody alive. We still have water. You jump in a yeah. lake. You drink in a lake. That's where you bathe. Bathe and think, drink in a lake. I don't think anybody alive could live without electricity. Nobody has like the fundamentals to long-term survive without electricity well, if you knew how to start a fire and camp i'm yeah. saying that nobody does well no because we have electricity <laughs> can't even nice. run a modern hospital good luck whatever we're so dependent on electricity mm-hmm. so the the next the next one i like seeing uh it was steven wanted to obliterate poverty everyone else wanted to obliterate war that actually made a lot of sense because i feel like in the past topics uh steven has talked about the uh financial uh void between the rich and the poor people so Steven, no poverty, fix this fixed equation, right? Spoiler alert, he's a fucking commie. Yeah. Not a commie. I just think that once you get a billion dollars, you get a fucking award and you go back down to like a hundred million, you gotta start over. You know? Like you can't Prestige. have more than a billion. Prestige. Prestige. <laughs> yeah. You think you're badass? Become a billionaire ten times. That's badass. Don't be fucking hoarding all your money. Anyways, um yeah. I just feel like eliminating poverty. I mean, there's always going to be war. I mean, I don't know. I guess not if I eliminated it. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know because without poverty, a lot of lot of things would be cool. A lot of people would have a lot better lives. No, to eliminate poverty, that means yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to eliminate poverty, that means that everyone's on the same scale. But we're human. We're human. We still fight over religion. Okay. Yeah. Resources? Because we'd have war. If we had no yeah. war, that would include religious um, fights and disagreements. Mm, what? Yeah, yeah, whatever. But I guess I didn't – I mean I haven't really thought too deep on it. But like if you're going to give me an option and a quick reaction, I'm going to say, you know what? Say – like all those kids in third world countries digging through trash piles trying to find something to eat or fucking whatever, if those kids could just not – have to suffer. I think I'm going to suffer. They got big bellies. They look full. (laughs) 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 Smashed up, right? What a fucking dick. Did you see the the latest Mr. Beast video? He dug Mr. Beast still makes videos. Yeah, dude. He dug a hundred wells. Mr. Beast. I think you're talking about LA beast. No, Mr. Beast dug a hundred wells in Africa. Yeah. Is he that guy that smiles for the video and cooks big meals? I like that guy. Oh, wait, big meals. I don't know. I'll send you a link. All right. That works. The uh, next one, all three of you in unison on this one. You want to talk to your future self. Interesting. Yeah. Why? I'm a selfish fuck. Yeah. Talking to my past self, that means I'm giving advice to like somebody else. You oh, know, you want, want to collect? I don't want the advice. Give, what am I going to fuck it I up? actually agree with yeah. Steven. Give me the gambling answers. Yep. Solid. Solid. Next one on here. Uh, let's see here. It was... Angel wanted the one million now. The other two were patient. Did anybody do the math during the conversation? I did. Yeah? No. You, you want to give a ballpark on it? Well, see, because we live in a... Wait, what do you mean? Ballpark. The, like, the, the 500? Yeah, the 500 for 20 years. Do you know how much that comes out to? Oh, God. I don't have my calculator. I need my, my calculator. But nah. basically, it's what's, a lower monetary five, value. What's 500 times today. 20? What's 500 times 20? That's... You would add a zero on the end. That's like a million bucks. Ten, ten thousand. Ten thousand. 
20 years, you get $10,000. 10000 times 365. Oh. A day? It was a day? Yeah, it was 500 it was a, a day. day. Oh, a day? Yeah. Oh. 500 a day, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's 365000 a year. Three. Times 20 years. For 20 3, years, 3.65 million. Yep. Wait a minute. So if you depreciate it, because if, if, you have to discount that. Yep. Inflation. Future value. Yeah, and for, for inflation and... Because we're on fiat money, it's not it's not on the gold standard. So a million today is worth more than a million later. I just assumed it was a million, a million. That assumes that I'm going to invest it. I'm not. If I get a million dollars today, I'm buying myself a fucking house, and that's it. I guess yeah. it's still. Well, then you're investing it. You're investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the beauty the beauty of this question here, like on the like on the previous question, it was uh, I think when you have these rapid questions coming out, I think kind of your things you have deep down in your heart or your brain come to the surface. And the other thing is you don't think about things. So you don't do the math. You just go, "Mm, this sounds nice. Let's go with it. You know what I like? You know what I like? $500 a day for the next 20 years, even if it's not ultimately more money, is that I could take a lot more risk in my life trying things because I have a fixed income that's going to well support me, right? Yep. 500 a day is enough money uh, per week. And, uh, if I have a million dollars now, you know, maybe I invest in a house, whatever. I don't have the spending cash. What if I go through a hard time, lose my job, you know, have a, a tragedy happen or something and I lose that money and now I'm fucking out of it and I have no other way of recouping. So I guess that's like lack of knowledge, you know, because you could just get that million thrown in the system, get your three to 6% and you could just pay your taxes with that, you know, and whatever expenses you could just do it that way or just reinvest it back into the system and, What's the interest, let's say, 5% on... Well, it's not going to be 500 a day. You're not going to get interest payments, so we still have risking losing that. Whatever. That, really that was a good question, though. I didn't, I didn't process 500 a day. Everyone, everyone said they would be okay without internet because they need that lady time. I thought that was kind of unique. Uh, yep. and I, I think it kind of speaks to it. We also have, next one... Uh, Steven was not cool with the real haunted house. Is it because I used the word real? Yes. You're such a bitch, Steven. This fucking man up. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I watch a lot of like, uh, what are they? Bushcrafting videos on TikTok. And like, I honestly. Bushcrafting videos. Bushcrafting is just any sort of like exterior living where you're making your tools and you're building shelters and stuff like that. I got one word. What bears? Who said it has to be in bear country? No, it's 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 in the woods. What is in the woods? Bears. They shit in the woods, so they're there. Whatever. Bears beat Battlestar Galactica. I feel like a week week in the woods would actually be fucking awesome. So a night in the haunted house. Good luck dying. Not dying. Why did you die? It's a ghost. It can't touch you. It doesn't matter. It's real. It could possess you and kill you. It's a specter. Oh, I guess there's no movies about haunted houses killing anybody. You mean make believe? This is real. I felt your mind would be your mind would be fucked for the rest of the time. I'll send you a link. This is why you lost, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the milliseconds. Next one on here was uh, be the only person in the world or get bullied every day. And all three of you picked get bullied every day. And I think that on a very primitive level shows something that no matter what's going on in your life, you want someone to talk to, even if things hey, are rough. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you guys a question based on this. How long are you surviving? How long do you think you'll survive if you're the last person on planet Earth? Like everybody disappear tomorrow. Everyone. Except for you. How long are you lasting? 
two months. I bet you the answer is not that big because we don't have the skills to like your cars are going to stop working after a few weeks. You don't know how to refine your own gas. Maybe Angel does, but like you're not going to be able to produce your own gas. So you're kind of stuck in your own little world, walking distance, riding a bike distance. Do you know how to like uh, raise and butcher animals? Yes. Do you know how to fix yourself when you get sick? All those no. medications are going to expire soon. So after a year and a half, that little infection that you get from eating your shitty chicken that you don't know how to butcher, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to kill you. Well, you can make the argument that you learn how to do that while you still have the medication so that when you don't have it, you won't Better make hurry a mistake. Up. And also, why are you making your own gasoline? Where do you got to go? To work for the person that doesn't exist anymore? Do you live next to all the natural resources that you're going to need for the rest of the time? Well, I'm pretty sure the gasoline will still be there for me to get to my paradise and then I won't need it anymore. Okay, how long do you think you can live in paradise without modern technology? Do you have the skill set to survive? Let me tell you something, okay? I am the greatest person to ever live. What? I'm asking a genuine question. Maybe you are that guy. I am the person, okay? And I would probably last probably like a week. Did, have you guys watched Umbrella Academy on Netflix? Yes, sir. Uh, the first season. So the, one of the number six or whatever, he like gets teleported to the future, and he lives in a post-apocalyptic world for like 50 years. And he basically goes crazy. He like, uh, you know, he, he found like a mannequin, and that was his wife, and that's what he went for. And I think that's it. I think I think I could get by for a little bit, but it would eventually get to the point where there's just what is there to do? Just survive. You know, yeah. it'd be tough. So that was good. And then everyone picked be deaf. I agree with that one too. I feel like the being blind um, would be more more terrible. You can't see boobs. Also, being blind is like this. Being blind has got to be like the scariest thing to think of ever. Yeah. If you had sight and then all of a sudden you don't. I'm already half like deaf, so it's like whatever. I just don't want to not be able to not see. Seeing is so important. And, yeah. uh, I've grown used to it. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. That leads me to the second half of my subject, which is the... Second m- half? The m- <laughs> oh, my God. The, so, like, the, the, <laughs> the scariest thing I ever heard. Was this dude was asking this dude was asking a blind person like so what do you see like do you like just that, see black or what and the blind like person goes no you just see nothing like you don't nothing. see out of your t- you don't see out of your toe do you I don't understand my brain can't comprehend the concept of seeing nothing. <laughs> well, I imagine that nothing is just pure darkness. No, they said it's not darkness. It's just nothing. <laughs> That's the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. That sounds my biggest terrible. fear is because my biggest fear is becoming full on blind. Like I would rather just see darkness. Like I don't want to see what my toe sees. My toe I, doesn't see. I anything. feel like I feel like the nothingness must just be darkness, but you don't know how to describe it because you've never seen. So Maybe it's like, let's I hope. I can't see anything. Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is seeing nothing worse than just seeing? I don't know because if you're seeing nothing, that's just basically you're dead. Like, but you have. <laughs> Your brain's still working, so you're seeing all death our, all the time. Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how Steven sees you. God, it's so scary. Take all away our... my ears. Solid, solid. Did anybody watch the Vikings Cow- uh, Vikings Falcons game over the weekend? I did not. Red zone it. I red zoned it. Yeah. Nice. You wanna you wanna you wanna go through it with me and and talk about what happened? Why not? So let's talk about before the game. What happened to the Vikings QB? Ooh, he popped that little uh, Achilles tendon, yeah. Yeah. No. And, and Kirk Cousins was a pretty good quarterback, right? Debatable. Debatable. Okay. So their, their lead quarterback goes down, 
and they have this next game coming up. What do they do? Uh, they started a dude that sucked. They but talking be- about the game, but, but before the game, they traded for Dobbs, oh, yeah, yeah. right? They traded for a, a, a tradesman quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and, and that guy Dobbs, he hadn't been in the NFL very long, right? Well, yeah, he's bounced around a bunch of teams. He, well, nobody took him serious. Yeah. So so he gets traded. So it's like Wednesday he arrives to the locker room, and then Sunday he has his first game. So first game starts, and they had another. They had their other backup quarterback, Jaron Hall. He played for five minutes. What happened, Stephen? I got bucked on the head. Nice. So Dobbs got to go in. Now, do you want to describe what it must have been like being Dobbs going in at that moment and what he was thinking? Feels like uh, going into a podcast without a subject and uh, not knowing uh, if you're going to do good or not. Solid, solid. And I would also say. He's uh, the quarterback position is the most complex position in all of sports. So you have a guy who just arrived to training camp, and on Sunday he had to go in and play. So the the few things that I was noticing here when this guy goes in is one, Stephen, do you think he knew the plays? No, no. So he had to go in and play with other guys who knew the plays, and he didn't know the plays. Did he know anyone's name? Uh- no, probably not. Probably not. Okay, so he starts. He goes out there and he's like, all right, let's do it. So he's on his own five-yard line, and he hikes the ball. Do you know what the first thing that happened to him was? I don't know. Got sacked. <laughs> he got he got sacked for a safety. Oh, yeah. So you're very, you enter. Everyone's like, hey, we need this guy to come through safety. And so the other team gets the two points and the ball back, and I think they kick a field goal or whatever, and then the Vikings get the ball back. They're like, okay, okay, let me try this again. So then it's his turn again. He goes in for it, and he fumbles it and turns the ball over the other team scores. So now he's done two terrible things with this new guy that has no idea what he's doing. Third try. What do you you guys think happened? Throws a pick. Close. He threw a touchdown pass. Oh. (laughs) Both teams start scoring. Falcons score a touchdown. Take the lead. We got 28-24. Two minutes left. So the Falcons are leading by four. Third down and two. Dobbs. Throws a pass, connects, first down. 30-yard pass, Addison, connects. Fourth and seven, he scrambles for the first down. Then he's on a third and four, and he throws a touchdown pass. Wins the game. Does anyone know what Dobbs' profession is? He's an NFL quarterback. Football player. Yeah, but he has another profession. He actually went to school for something, and he was interning over the summer. Do you know what he went to school uh, for? He's a um, aerospace engineering. Yes, and he interned at NASA over the summer. <laughs> so while he was in the process of getting drafted and doing the uh, doing doing summer work and whatnot, he was also interning at NASA, and they they nicknamed him the Pastronaut. Right. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so they win, and it's miraculous, right? Uh, have you guys ever heard of the saying of no plan survives contact with the enemy? No. No? no anybody? Nobody? So it came out during World War One, World War II. But uh, hearing that, can anyone interpret what that means? No plan survives contact with the enemy. That means everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And kind of like you have a plan and then once the shit starts, it like goes out the window. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about. I think. Go ahead. I think nothing ever goes to plan. That's why the military does like a goal-oriented thing. It's like just get the goal done. 
However you get it done, just make sure you get the goal done. Get A, B, C, D done, and that's it. Okay. I would, nothing goes to according to plan. I would agree with that, and then that's why you have like quadruple backup plans. I mean, I'm all for putting a plan together. Like Even in my office, we have a saying, plan the work, then work the plan. But since the dawn of time, people have been putting plans together, and then something else changes it, and they have to adapt. And I think it's the person who adapts is usually the winner, right? Correct. So do you think the coaches planned on Dobbs playing that day? Not originally. No, because they had the other quarterback, right? They're like, hey, we got this new guy. He's been here since Wednesday. We'll kind of figure it out. So over the over the weekend, he had very limited interaction. But when their quarterback went down, they had two options, right? They had to make a quick, decisive decision. We're going to play this guy that doesn't know anything or we're not. And maybe we'll just cancel the game. And they said... We're going to roll the dice and see what happens, right? So they schedule, so they get everyone together and say, hey, guys, uh, actually, actually, no, this is after, so after the game's over, they are in the locker room and they're talking about it and the coach comes up and the coach says, hey, step one to win this, we talked, we got everyone together and we said, we're going to win the pre-snap. So their original quarterback went down. They're bringing. They're in the process of bringing Dobbs in, but they get the whole team together on the sideline and say, "Hey, we're gonna win the pre-snap." Anyone know what that means, or what he was referring to? No idea, actually. So the pre-snap is everything that happens before the guy says hike, right? So the concept is, he said, "Hey guys, Dobbs and I are gonna work this out." But I want every other person on this team to get themselves quickly and perfectly to their position on the line of scrimmage. They said, I don't want the quarterback looking around wondering if you're in the right spot. Okay, when we call the play, you're going to get there quick. So he doesn't have to look and go, hey, you've got to move down a little bit. Hey, you're going to come this way. He's not, he's not going to have to worry about that. So they told the rest of the team, Get to your spot quickly and perfectly. That was that was number one. Number two, you will conduct yourselves with the utmost care to reduce penalties. Do you guys know how many penalties the Vikings had? I don't know. Zero? One for four yards. A professional nice. NFL team, one penalty for four yards, which is, I mean, Stephen, that's pretty remarkable, right? When you look at Sounds an like average. A typical Eagles game. <laughs> Ayo. So the third, third item is they said, hey, defense, you need to rise to the occasion. Okay, the offense is going to struggle. We're all acknowledging the offense is not going to go well. But defense, you need to keep us in the game. Keep it close while we get the offense figured out. So the defense had one fumble recovery, one interception. Three times the Falcons were held out of the end zone and had to settle for a field goal. Defense stepped up. Fourth item, we are not done adapting. So he was letting everyone know, this isn't the first problem that's going to happen. We're going to have another problem during this game. They lost, uh, so they started the game without their all-star, Justin Jefferson. He's a wide receiver. Uh, they also lost the wide receiver, K.J. Osborne, and running back Cam Akers to game-ending injuries. So it only got worse after they had to put Dobbs in. Fifth one, resilience is required by everyone. This is going to get tough. There's going to be errors. Our outlook is going to look bleak. But look past that, focus on your job so Dobbs and Coach can deal with the things looking bad. The rest of the team making choice on their own personal role with the five items above 
Okay, that was everyone else figuring their stuff out allowed Dobbs and the coach to figure everything else out. So, uh, have you guys heard the name of some of these plays that are called in the NFL? Eagle. So, I have an example of one. Hop to gun king, trips right, tear 52, sway, all go, special, X swallow, cross H wide. I heard swallow. Heyo. So, those are typical plays called we don't really need to dissect it but each one of those words means a specific thing like hop to gun is explaining the formation and then the right tear is explaining what the running back's going to do and the x shallow and cross h is explaining where the wide receiver is going to go things like that so the coach has made the decision to stay calm and he wanted to use short clear direction when he was talking to the quarterback he's like hey look to your right see that guy that's that's jordan He's your wide receiver. Look to your left. That's KJ. Jordan, he's going to run a deep post. KJ is going to come right over the middle. Okay, when you say hike, that's where they're going to be. Figure it out. Now, the coach also did another thing. He put his pride aside, and he utilized this term called decentralized command from Jocko Willick's Extreme Ownership. Have you guys heard of decentralized command? Yes, but can you remind us? Yes. I, know, I love Jocko. Jocko's fantastic. So decentralized command is... Uh, you have a, so let's say you have a, you have a coach and you have a quarterback, the coach is above the quarterback. So the coach is going to give direction to the quarterback, but he's not going to micromanage the quarterback so much. He's not going to say, look, you're going to run this play exactly how I want it. And if you don't do it, I'm going to take you out of the game. The coach said, here's the idea. I want you to go in this direction. I want this to be your lofty goal. And I want you to try and do that without getting sacked or having problems along the way. Then he put all the decision-making skills in the quarterback's uh, option. And if you're out in the military, it's like, hey, I need you to get in that building, get the hostage, and get out. However you do that is up to you. And it works out because you have the guy in the field, boots on the ground. He's seen all these things way more clearly than the management team is back at home base. And he's able to make a more a reasonable call and decision at the time because he's a smart person. You know, a Dobbs, aerospace engineer. So he said, hey, here's the general idea. If it starts breaking down, figure it out. And he said, worst case scenario, use your legs. Result on those. If, if, if the plan goes to shit, just run, get the first down, and we'll try again. So, while this may have been exciting to watch, the analogy to life's game could not have been more perfect. I mean, guys, when I was watching this and this unfolding like a presentation, uh, I started thinking that you can use all these things in life. So as you begin life, you plan to work hard in school to get good grades, or you focus on a skill or a trade. After high school, you plan on entering the best college for your degree. Or maybe you want to find a job that allows you to cultivate those skills, those innate skills that you've kind of discovered in yourself. Then as you get going, you plan to climb the corporate career or the corporate ladder. Or maybe you plan to travel the world in search of dreams. Or you plan to find that special somebody and start doing a family. You plan to do, you plan out this most exquisite story that its autobiography will be one for the ages. But then what happens? Life shows up. And it shows up like a yard bully looking for lunch money. It begins tearing out pages. It abruptly closes the routes. It shakes up the timelines. It crushes motivation until you are left alone amongst the rubble of a once glorious dream. 
It's tough. And I've been there. I mean, you guys have been there. Okay? We've all, we've all the cowboys have been there. But this abs- the absolute best thing you can do is to not stay there. Make the choice. Make the choice. That's the key thing I want to drive home today is we're making the choice to do something different about your circumstance. The men who charged the field in Minnesota, they did their six things that I want to point out. These are things that you want to incorporate for life. Plan, number one, plan on changes to your life. Plan on it. Plan that changes are going to happen. Bend, don't break. Number two, regardless of what is going on around you, focus on your job, your actions, your ability to make choices. You can't just sit here. Number three, at all times, conduct yourself with the utmost care. You never know when someone is going to look for a reason to throw a penalty flag at you in in life. Number four, great moments are born from great opportunity. Seize the chance. Number five, be resilient. Run your race with purpose and perseverance. Six, lastly, Trust your instincts. Be decisive and keep moving forward. And the last thing I got to say is congratulations to the Minnesota Vikings and thank you for showing us how life can be done. I'm sure they'll play this in their locker room. They goddamn well should. For inspiration. I'm ready, baby. Let's go play some football. I'm fucking fired up. Yeah. Woo. Thanks for the inspiration. Hell yeah, dude. But fucking... Banana bread at work, dude? <laughs> Hell yeah. I was thinking that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, for the last, like, three days, we've been playing that shit. Every time, like, we're you know, looking at each other, we're like, skunks? Hell no, no. dude. <laughs> but banana, banana bread? bread? Oh, God. That's great, man. Fantastic. Hell yeah. That's such a good message, man. I didn't know that. That's that's such a good, you know, search. And, and you freaking nailed it, dude. That's exactly how the military operates. It's like, okay, this is the goal. You guys get it done, and if you don't meet expectations, we're going to reevaluate. So, hell yeah, and it's very applicable the, to our lives. That speech Chris just gave is like exactly what he tells Tanya when he wants to sit down and watch football all day long. <laughs> he tells her this huge, long, elaborate fucking story about why he needs to watch football and how he's drawing life lessons from it, and it makes him a better man. And you know, I pride you. I, I applaud you, Chris. Thank I used you. to do that to my parents about video games. I'm like, this is going to teach me math. Or this is going to teach me about history. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But you know, in this, like, I have this nice, like, 50-inch TV. And you know what looks fantastic on that? Porn? Blippy. Oh. A 65-inch TV for free? What? Blippy? What? <laughs> Blippy for my children. Why I watch NFL Red Zone on my cell phone, which is about you, yeah, big. dude. I know the struggle, baby. (laughs) Porn for me. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. You're good? Good. Okay. Very cool. Thank you so much, Chris, for sharing that. Uh, uh, All you coinopians, I hope you take something very important from that away, which is stick to the plan. And if the plan doesn't pan out, there's always room for for variables and life throw at you. So with that, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Thank you so much for hanging in there. And uh, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, to our coinopians, we'll go around the horn since it's kind of like y'all want to speak at the same time, but then nobody wants to speak at the same time. So mm-hmm. we'll go around the horn. Start with Ryan. Good night. Good luck. Thank you so much, Stephen. Just remember, leave the Hershey's for Halloween, not for your pants. What? Okay. Thank you, Stephen. And Chris. Hey cow. Hey cowpoke out there. When it's fourth and short, always do what the Chicago King of. The Sausage King of Chicago says, and freaking go for it. Atta boy. 
Dumb bears. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please like, subscribe, follow, rate us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Mm-hmm.